Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. Hey friends, welcome back to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Winderl. And I just want to give a little, how you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a good week and a good day and enjoying the sunshine and the longer days and the warmer weather. I know for me, it's really nice to feel kind of this optimism or this uh, spring in my step due to the changing nature and outer world, which of course then reflects back into our inner world and our inner experience. So feels like spring. And as we get ready for this week's episode, I'd like to just share a little bit of news. We have coming up uh, a two-day online vinyasa skills teacher training with the Atman Yoga School. This is March 20th and 21st, so in just a few weeks. And this is an adaptation from our five-day vinyasa teacher training that we normally would hold in person, but due to continued shutdowns in Oslo, we've moved it online. We've condensed the curriculum a little bit, and it's still going to be awesome and amazing. And if you are a certified teacher and you're looking for a little bit of fresh inspiration, you're looking to perhaps learn some new skills or refine the teaching skills that you already possess, then this is the training for you. This is a skills-based training. Uh, You're going to get a lot of direct feedback. There's practice teaching, all kinds of good stuff. Let's see the details. The four areas that this training focuses on are cueing, learn an effective structure to give clear and relevant instructions to your students, sequences, learn about the dynamics of sequencing from a functional movement perspective and the order to place postures in to create safety and enjoyment for your students. So how the poses flow together and we have class planning. So this is really exciting. Learn the Atman Yoga School style of creating a cohesive class experience. And themes, learn how to use themes as a powerful tool to inspire your students and to incorporate the yoga philosophy into your asana classes. So if you are interested, send us an email at hello at atmanyogaschool.com and join us. All right, that's it. Let's get to this week's episode. It's so great. I can't wait for you to hear it. And that's it. That's all. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and today I am so excited to be speaking with the mastermind between behind Empress Kombucha. So welcome, Ana Karenina. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Really nice to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm actually really excited as well. So it's yeah. a little bit of both. That's totally okay. And, you know, the nerves are so usual and normal. And I, um, I really enjoy, you know, each season I do one podcast, usually just by myself, like a solo episode. Mm. And for me, when I get to do it with another person, it's actually a ton easier. And when I sit down and I'm doing like the solo episode, I'm always like, Oh my God, this, and nobody's like watching me or anything. I'm just like, this is so nerve wracking. And even though I've been doing this for almost three years, it's still like, the butterflies and putting yourself out there. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for joining. And um, 
yeah, I've been so excited to talk with you about what you're up to and you know, your brand is so beautiful and the kombucha drinks that you and your partner make are so awesome. And there's, you can really tell like it's a craft for you. And you and I have spoken over coffee, yes. over lunch about kind of your process for, mm. for sourcing all the materials, the plants and the, and the flowers and the fruits and everything that you use in your kombucha. And it's not just kind of like a, a one flavor profile done. Like you're so in the process of creation with this, which I think is mm. amazing. So will you tell us a little bit about Empress and, and when it started, how it started? Well, um, we started um, uh, a few, uh, 2017, 2016, actually. We we went we were in Mexico. We went to visit family and friends, and we ended up in Kabul. This like our last stop, and and there I uh, met my friend. She's uh, she has her own kombucha brewery, and we have been working in the past together because I'm a designer. So I had been working with her branding. So uh, and I've never tried kombucha before. I've just been reading about it online and just like this wonder drink and everybody's talking about it and making it in the US. And I'm like, I really want to try it. And it was kind of like becoming a thing in Norway. Like there was a few brands, but I just haven't gotten around to find it. So so then I, I tried it there and I was just like mesmerized. It was so like invigorating. It was so like, um, you know, bubbly and and just, it just kind of like blow my mind, this like sweetness and tartness. And in Mexico, we love this kind of like sweet and sour. It's really common for us in uh, candy. And, and, uh, and I was just in love. And so, so my friends like, here, take a scoby with you. And I'm like, I can't take this with me. You know, look at this weird thing, you know, they're going to stop me. So she's like, no, 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 seriously. It's like, it, you can make it at home. You can, you know, you can do this. Like this, this is like really healthy for you. So it's like, you can even start your business. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start my business, whatever. And uh, so we bring it home and we start like, okay, how to do this? Like YouTube and like online. And I've seen all these recipes of kombucha. So, and it's like, we, 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 we just started making kombucha at home and, uh, and we just fell in love. And like with the more like different teas and like, with uh, how we experimented and uh, it just kind of like became very um, we got really serious into it you know and it's like the the more the more we blended like herbs and then we made like so many different like tisans and we experimented with different teas and flavors and we noticed that, you know, just by adding one flavor, it will never be our thing. Because when we cook, we're like such big foodies and it's like so many layers and, and spices and flavors. And so that's the same approach that we add to our kombucha. We just like to create so many different uh, levels of uh, flavor. And, and, um, and, and, and for us, it's like, well, for me, it's really important to work with herbs because I, I, I really like, uh, I really liked uh, folk medicine and see like how you can heal your body with herbs. And, and, and by studying working with teas and, and, and spices and herbs, I started like, you know, really growing into like uh, learning about the benefits and how we can heal our body with these. And uh, so then it's like kombucha is really healthy, 
but still, if we add, um, it's by adding like beneficial herbs that help to balance the, the, the digestive system and the body. And then we just like slowly help to kind of like uplift uh, and nourish the body with the, with the brews that we make. So nothing is just never will ever be one flavor. Like let's just do strawberries. Like, no, we add like hibiscus and cardamom pods and sea salt and balsamico and just like so many different, uh, um, uh, um, so many different flavors and, and vinegars to kind of also um, enhance that one brew. I love adding vinegar to all our stuff, like big vinegar queen here. So <laughs> it's really good for your body. So uh, uh, drinking vinegar, so it's uh, still like in Norway, it's not really like a big thing, but, uh, in, but it's really good in, like, in a lot of places in US and Mexico, we drink a lot of uh, uh, acidic and vinegar things to kind of like, they're as a digestive, yeah. Well, in the U.S., it's very common to like apple cider vinegar and you, you just yes. mix it with your water and you drink it every day and to exactly. help balance the, the acidity and the alkalinity in the body. And um, yeah, that's I mean, oh, it's so cool. So when when did you guys make the switch from it being kind of a hobby you were doing at home in your kitchen to like, oh, my God, let's take the leap and we're going to do this as like our job? Yes. Uh, well, we when we started like home brewing at home uh, at, at home and we, we like i told you we are really serious we gave the, our experiments to france and then they're like we, we have a, a a big group of like balkan uh, friends and and they they've all had kombucha when they were little you know their grandmothers like drink this is so they're all like no 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 i don't want kombucha it's so gross and it's so acidic and it's like no but you have to try mine and uh and and they're just being friendly and I could just see their face. They're like, wow, seriously, this is so good. And I'm like, okay, if I just convinced you that you said like, eh, no, I don't like it, you know, and it's like, I would buy this. So we were like, seriously. And then we just kind of like started giving it to our yogi friends and like, and, uh, and they're like, wow, this is really good. And we kept on getting like really amazing feedback from it. So then we we're like, you know, we took some of like furniture in our house. It's like move over, and then we took it down. We bought like a calyx, and then like a, and then we put like because we were uh, um, um, brewing in like three liter fermenters, like small one of these like IKEA with a spigot. So we were brewing like three liters at a time and experimenting in our like top uh, bottles, and then we kept on doing like three bottles at a time. I'm like, this is not really like as experiment. We need like more volume, so we. So we started like uh, we we started like making uh, uh, bigger volumes. So we started fermenting in like uh, thirty liters. So we we're like, oh my god, from three liters to thirty liters, we we're like, this is crazy. And then like you know we we would like give to friends, and then like um, and then from that we would like uh, we buy like another fermenter, and it was like sixty liters, and I was like, wow, we really are exploring this. Like it was just became too crazy. So at one point we were brewing, like we had turned our home into a microbrewery with like uh, three, uh, we were brewing like three, uh, 120 liters, not all the top, but the, so, and we were making, bring at home and delivering to people and kind of like recording and type of dealio. And, um, 
And and it just like it really encouraged us because every time like we had like punt in our bottles and we went to pick up the bottles uh, and people were like, this is so good. I feel so good in my body and like my stomach, you know, I've had like some like stomach problems. And after like one week of drinking your kombucha, I feel so much better. And we're like, ah, you know, this is like this is what we really want to do because we want to make people like also like, you know, to have something that is refreshing, but also it's healing. So, so we just got this confirmation and we we're like, you know what, let's just do it all the way. And um, so we were looking for many, to, like we went looking around for a place to brew, but we kept on finding like really cool places, but it was so expensive to do the tiles and put drainage and oh, because we need to kind of like, um, make it um, uh, regulated for for uh, Matisina and uh, how do you call it? Like Narensmiglet. Uh, yeah, probably shirt. like the, the food administration or something. Yeah, food administration. Yeah. So it was just going to be like one million of like all this for furniture. And then we're like, OK, we don't have that. So then we wait, you know, and then we're just kind of like waiting around and 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 chopping on Finn and like finding a place. And in the meantime, we're just kind of like brewing at home and like delivering to friends and friends of friends. And so that really like we were like that for almost a year that we with so and then we found finally through a broker, we just said, let's just take a broker. And we found this uh, place that it was in Slepen and it was going to be a bunker, you know? And I'm like, okay, fine. We can work on this bunker. It has no windows, but it's cool. You know, we can do it. And we have to drive like an hour of traffic, you know, like 45 minutes back and forth. I'm like, fine. You know, at least we have a brewery. And we, uh, and then like, um, when this like our broker kind of ghosted us and he felt so bad and he wanted to because we were going to build a refrigerating system so we we're like oh we just took on over a place in like uh near to Colbotton. you can have the refrigerator we'll make it for you and we we're like okay but we go now so we kind of like stole him you know it's like we follow you <laughs> it's like you can't ghost us so you can't we're gonna be like right on you so we come to this place and it's like this old autoclave facility and everything is like regulated. Like we enter the room uh, and everything was just like tiles. The floor was super clean and it's like huge space and three refrigerators. And I'm like turning around. It's like, you said that this place is yours now. So why don't we rent this instead of doing all the work in this bunker that is like so far away? And and he's like, oh, okay, we can do that. I'm like, so that's how we started here. We yes, and it's just, it was uh, it was great. You know, we we cleaned the whole place and we did everything like you know we just uh, we we supposed to kind of like you know they were going to take time to clean and we're like no we cleared ourselves so we cleaned everything we prepared and we just rolled in with our tiny little fermenters and the place was huge and we just had like three you know uh, three hundred um, um, liters of fermenters like okay this will work you know for now and uh, and and we started just like working and like buying our we got our uh, um, bigger fermenters and like preparing our fermentation room so it took us kind of like a year to really like gr like grow into the brewery and in the meantime um we had like a big break uh like uh in um we we had a first showcase 
an Oslo Guitar Festival that was in uh, 2019. No, 2000, yeah, 2019. We did Oslo Bay Guitar Festival and like whatever we had, like little like uh, like savings and we make a really beautiful stand and we say, like, okay, we're going to display our kombuchas and, you know, this is it. Like this is, this is it. You know, if people like love what we do, then it's like perfect for like going all the way on this. And, um, and it was it was amazing. We just kept on getting we people coming in. We mixed like we paired it together with food. So we made like these vegan contraps that it was both like a Mexican style and a vegan uh, kind of like a Indian style. And we paired it with like our ginger with the and also the strawberry hibiscus with the Mexican. And we sold out crazy. And we had this facility. So it was great that we made all this food. And Christy and I are like, you know, all to the night, really late into the night, keep on making food because we sold out. The people love their drinks. And it was really, really cool. And we actually won the first uh, prize uh, for best stand and best food concept. So we we're like, ah, and we got our first clients. We had two clients from uh, from the stands. Like, so you, where do you sell this? They're like, oh, we just started. And so we 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 got our first clients there, and it was an amazing showcase. So we were just like really happy that we got really good feedback from people, and and then we just you know started hammering and making kombucha and growing our brewery and. So, and also scaling was a, it's a big part of, because kombucha, it's a, it's, it, it takes time. So it's not like, okay, let's just make some more, you know, it just takes uh, a, a month or two to really, because uh, we started growing bigger. Therefore we need like the SCOBY to become uh, the, the culture is called SCOBY, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> so there's the culture to, to be able to 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 be nourished by the tea and and so so then it's like this takes time so it says like uh, okay well in the meantime we create we we create the brand then we start uh, building like a client uh, um, uh, portfolio with what we have and I just like running around the city in my bicycle like you know doing meetings and bringing my bottles everywhere and I I, I just love the fact that you know it's um, we just did everything ourselves. Like everything has just been Christian and I, and up till now. So, so now we have uh, we we got our first intern in in December last year, and it was the perfect timing because December was so huge for us. So, so it's just like um, so um, yeah. It's, so it's, it's it's now it's three of us. So it really helps. Uh, to have more people and more team, like a bigger team, because it's like it's it's bigger volumes that we are handling now, and we're still doing some processes manually, like bottling by hand. So knock on wood that you know we still uh, hopefully uh, we get like a bottling line and just like more automated processes, and we've grown so big in the just we had we've been growing so big in the past uh, just year and a half. kind of like I would say like we've been like uh, in business for like a full year because it took us a while to kind of start our business and get our scobies to grow and and start like having a kombucha so yeah almost a year and a half ish which is amazing because it's you know and I, I love watching your stories on Instagram because you guys it seems like you guys like live at 
your brewery and we do. <laughs> And I you're do always like doing tastings and you're always doing these flavor profiles and you're always experimenting. And, you know, first of all, the thing I want to say though, like from a business standpoint is, you know, you and I are similar in that we have bootstrapped our businesses. You know, we didn't have any investors. We don't have any, no. help. we are using the money that our business makes to basically reinvest back in to help us scale and expand. And, mm. you know, I, on one hand, I'm so proud for me of having done that with my business. And, and I imagine you guys are super proud for you guys also. Yes. Um, you know, but then the, the downside of that maybe possibly can be that you expand slower than you might want to, or maybe even in your case where the demand exists. Um, you know, exactly. maybe you guys have a lot of orders coming in and, and I mean, the amount of growth you guys have had in a year and a half is pretty amazing. And I mean, I see you guys everywhere and it's so cool. And, you know, the other thing too, is you, your background is in graphic design. And so you've designed all of the labels and all of your logo and everything. And I think that's really cool too, because you have like a hundred percent ownership uh, energetically yeah. over <laughs> what you guys have done. I like that you say energetically, because actually it's, that is something that I, I, I really focus on. It's just like the energy that we put into what we do because we have been doing this and it's only been us two. And it's been like uh, all our efforts, our savings and our, and, and, you know, I'm so grateful. Christopher's background is in business. So he used to be chief accountant. So that really helped to kind of like keep us, you know, investing the right way and like getting like a, making sure we we buy ingredients ahead so we can we so we have like a, a six month plan and then so that we've been like uh, allocating the money and just where it needs to go so it's been really like I'm, I'm so grateful for for him to be able to take that part it's like so we have like a like a division of like I do all the creative well we're both creative but I'll do like the visuals and the branding and I take care of like our, our brand while he takes care of the financials and business part. And we, both of us together, we develop because we both are like big foodies on what we do. And, and uh, I focus a lot on plants and healing and like the benefits. And he says like, we need contrast, you know? So then he, so then that's kind of like the balance that we have and, and when it comes to working with flavors, but um, but it's the energy that we put in what we do. We spend endless, especially like the early years. We literally were here from like nine or ten till like twelve or one, or like sometimes we start later because we went to bed like super late. So so then, but we do literally <laughs> live here. So um, and and it's like. But what, even though like we work till super late, it's just like the energy of like doing it. This is yours, like it's ours. And it's basically like our brand baby. We don't have children, but this is like all our energy and how we would like to have a business of our own. And we get to like mold it ourselves as we go. You know, we used to work for like a lot of people before. And then, and it's just kind of like, I want to have a business of my own, a business that I can just kind of learn and course you make mistakes and you're like okay I'm not gonna do it anymore but it's just but you we we learn along the way and it's like so much energy that we put on this so making it grow and making it nourish 
and uh, and 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 that is it's it's transmitted into our products because we touch all the ingredients. We we it's we we process everything by hand. It's not just like you know open a box of syrup and then just like pour it in and just mix it. It's like flowers and it's like cutting vegetables and plants. And so it's just like that energy is put into what you drink and, and it is reflected. A lot of people is like, there's so much love in your drinks, you know, I'm like, mm. yes, thank you. <laughs> that's so awesome. And well, and that's what Ayurveda says, the sister science of yoga, you know, like we we consume food and drinks that of course are going to nourish, nourish our tissues and, and help us on the caloric and, and physical standpoint, but even more important or just important is the energetics of what we're ingesting. And, you know, that's the number one ingredient in Ayurvedic food is love. And ah. so that's the first thing that we think about when we're preparing Ayurvedic food or our drinks is like, is it being made with love? And then yeah. when you eat that food or that drink, you then are ingesting the energy of love. Mm. So it's actually a really important thing. Um, so it's, yeah, you can feel love in food, just like you can yes. feel not love. And I like to, I, I talk about this in my trainings when we do a section on Ayurvedic nutrition and food is, um, you know, it's the contrast. If you think about, if you go out to eat, say in like a, a busy diner or something, and, you know, I'm thinking more specifically like a U.S. like egg and pancake diner type of thing where they, mm. they high volume of like cheap, crappy food. And if you think about where this food is prepared in the back of the kitchen and the energy, the frenzy, there's like all the cooks are running around and they're, ding, you know, hitting the bells, ding, 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 food up, food up, yeah. food up, okay, hot plate, potato, here we go, eggs, bacon. Uh. And there's no love. There's no consideration. It's purely like, get it out. And yeah, energy, in and out. In and out, and that and that food then that you eat, if you eat from that place, is very frenetic or rajasic, yes. and it's very. There's not any energetic value to it, no pranic value to it, and so then the difference would be like what you guys are doing, like truly craft makers, or you know if you're preparing a big beautiful feast for for your family and friends when they come over to your home and you sit around and you're enjoying this like very cozy evening of good conversation and good food and it's like our our body and soul is fed from so much more than just the actual like nutrition of a food or drink and I just yeah you can absolutely see the love in everything that you guys do and, and taste it yeah no I, I I I completely agree about that you know I've had like so going out and you eat some food and you're like wow this is just kind of like papa you know out and and it's just like uh, it. It is like uh, like you say, like the craft. And what we make is like slow food. It's like mm. it's slow ingredients, and we infuse and we make our own vinegars. And they take a, that. Like I say, like I. I. That's why like Empress is related to the moon. Uh, it's really funny because actually the name of Empress like came from something else. I'll tell you a little bit of story about it later, but. Um, I've always been really influenced by the moon and 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 the energy of like plants and so we wanted to like I wanted to make a brand that was feminine and I I, I talked to Christian and say like what do you think if like we have like more of a feminine brands like of course you know I've always like been 
around like strong uh, feminine like uh, forces like my great grandmother my my grandmother so of course I have so much respect for women of course we do that and then um, so we like we we work together but it's still like a very feminine uh, uh, brand and um, so we we it's, it's it's ruled by the moon and because the moon goes in cycles and we what we do is a cycle like a fermentation cycle like everything like uh, uh, infusions go through cycles and everything of us like our balance our body like we are we 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 go in cycles as human beings as well so that's what we wanted to also kind of like represent in our brand and as everything we do it's not like just do it tomorrow you know it's like yeah it take, takes the time it takes so it's just kind of like we need to make sure that this is uh done like slowly and like uh and well done rather than just kind of like try to heat it up and like boil it and then just like it break down the flowers or like the nutrients because it's just trying to do it fast you know so everything is like slow loved and <laughs> cycled which is amazing it's so that's what we want you know and that's mm. you know why i think you have a bit of like a cult following or you know people in the yoga and wellness space in oslo in particular and i don't know if you guys are just are you distributing outside of oslo or mostly just local we us personally, we distribute uh, locally, but we we have uh, we have a distributor like via Dirkit, and with Dirkit we do uh, we we have some people like in Bergen and in in Tromsø and and in Shome and like a lot of little places around like Mandal and uh, Savanger. So they but they mostly like our main uh, you know focus is uh, is locally because also we. Well, I love to be in contact with the people that we work with. So I go there and it's like, hey, how's it going? And I talk to people like, what's your feedback? And, you know, I, I really like to be connected to the people that we work with. And even though if like some people that from Mandel, like sit there sending emails and like, I mean, like chatting on Instagram, we use a lot our Instagram to communicate. And, and so like, uh, so I have like, I make sure I have like a really good connection with our, our customers and, uh, and also our clients. So the clients really love what we do. It's like, oh, I've been so like busy. I know because they see our stories and I love documenting like a little bit like brew life because, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. It's just so fun for us. So I want kind of people to see like a little bit of a part that, you know, like breweries are so serious or, you know, it's just like, there is a craft and there is a lot, a lot of processes to, to go through. It's not just kind of like we're pushing a button and the, and, and everything is getting filled automatically. We're, we're small brewers and micro, well, we're a little bit in between like micro brewing and a little bit, uh, uh um a, a little bit like growing up in scale but i like to show people what we do you know and then it's uh and and it makes them feel like more connected to us like because they see where their brew is coming from yeah absolutely well that's the storytelling element of your brand is then yes. people and and they see that you're you know mixing up different flowers and different herbs and different plants and it was like like wait what is she doing oh that's so cool <laughs> I think I think a lot of us really have that that alchemist spirit where you know we want to just kind of like mix things together and see what happens and um you know I had shared with you a while ago when 
many years ago, like well over a decade ago, I had done some herbalism studies and, mm. and I had started to make my own soap and my own lip balm and my own like calendula balms and just t- basic things. And I loved that process so much. And it was really enjoyable for me. And, and then, you know, for me, life just got busy and it wasn't any longer a priority. Um, mm. when, when my yoga career became a little bit more of, of my main focus. Um, yeah. but but I always have like a really soft spot in my heart for that. And I'm like, I'm like one day maybe I can start, you know, getting back into that stuff because there's also like, I don't know. It's, it's so cool when you're connected. Well, I, I know what it is. It's when we're connected to nature and yes. nature through the plants and the flowers and creating our own healing remedies, whether it's from a balm or it's from a drink or whatever it is. And the teas. Yeah. I mean, we feel good when we are close in connection with nature. I mean, that's undeniable and also is one of the main teachings in Ayurveda. Um, Mm. And so I think for a lot of us, like that's where that curiosity comes from. But I also think a lot of us don't have enough of the knowledge or the background to be like, huh, well, what, what flavors would be good together or what plants go together? Or if I'm going to make a tincture, I'm going to make a balm or I'm going to, um, uh, do like for, um, for me, like a medicated oil that I use for Abhyanga, which is, uh, an Ayurvedic oil massage that you give yourself daily. Um, you know, I have some basic recipes that I use, but I don't have the knowledge base to really get like crazy experimentative and, 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 uh, creative. And I know you have a lot of that background and knowledge And where did it come from? Did you do any studies or is it just all kind of self-study and exploration? It's been a lot of self-study and exploration. I and I, I every time I have like a time off, I'm like sitting there like reading about herbs or like plants that I want to work with. So it's like studying them. And uh, so I I I work like in uh, in in connection of like uh, I make myself kind of like a, a herb portfolio, and we have like a, our own herbs that we want to work with. For me, it's like uh, I, I I tend to more herbs that are, are good for like relieving the anxiety, you know, like uh, calming herbs, especially like we live in such past like high uh, paced life. So I'm like, ah, you know, and the birth of a breakdown like once a week. <laughs> so I make sure that I'm I'm keeping like myself like, you know, drinking, like having like teas. And I I, I love like herbs, like, you know, chamomile and uh, and lemon balm and uh, and like valerian roots. It's kind of like my my to-go herbs. It's like, okay, calming tea. And I, I use a lot of also, I, I work with uh, passion flower. And um, so it's just like, it also there are herbs that are like calming and soothing and also like help to soothe the digestical system as well, like relieve tension because the more that we are like, um, the more that we are stressed, our body stresses and we, and the, the first thing that suffers is our digestical system. So, so then it's just kind of like, and, but um, when it comes to studies, like I've been doing a lot of like little courses online of like herbalism. And um, so I still haven't like fully gone like a hundred percent on it, especially because most of my time is here, but I look forward to like in the future, once I get like my Norwegian citizenship, I can go and study and uh, like hear something locally uh, so I can get cert- certified because I really want to become a certified herbalist. 
Um, but uh, my friend, I have a friend, um, a herbalist friend. She's like, you don't really need to be certified, you know, because we all are like born natural herbalists. So you just really need to study your herbs that you want to be in contact with. And, uh, and it is true because um, uh, I like dosage and everything like comes into like being able to find the right ratios and who we are as like, you know, because bodies are different, you know, and, and needs are different. And some compounds and herbs, it's really important to kind of, you know, not everybody can just be like, oh, I'm just going to mix all these herbs together and then just kind of see what happens because there's so many different compounds that could affect you and also if you're drinking other medicines so it's important to make sure that you know you understand well what you are working with and 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 I do and whenever I have questions I like ask my friend like my like herbalist friend I'm like hey you know like what is like the right dosage for this and 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 kind of like keeping uh well informed of what I am doing and how what is like my future plans with this but I I I really love the connection that you you get from working with plants. It's just like the energetic level that you know the plants transmit to us because there's so much uh, energy that comes from the ground, from the soil, from like you know the surroundings that uh, where ha it has grown. You know, especially like I love like taking walks and just like put my head down and like go into the mountain and like. Ekeberg and then I in especially like my my trip here to from Ekeberg to the to our brewery which is in Kolbotten you go through like a forest uh, area by Katten and this um, Nustrand like uh, area so I park my bike and I, I walk into the mountain and I see all this like mood work like wild mood work and I just sit next to it and just kind of like you know I sit and I'm just like, you know, sitting in, and I, and, 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 in nature and I meditate and I just kind of like ask the plant, you know, it's like, can I take you? And it's like, what is your healing properties that I can take with me? And it's just like, and, and be in connection with that plant because more now, like I'm getting to know Norwegian nature because before we get all our herds uh, by online and I'm like, there's so much like beautiful herbs that grow here. So the, the more I explore, I'm sitting there with my phone and taking pictures of this plant. I'm like, is it edible? Yes. What the name is it? And then I like search this plant. I'm like, could we use it later into making like a, a tincture or making myself a tea or working with it? Because first I'm, I'm the guinea pig and, and also Krista is the guinea pig. And it's like, what do you feel about this? And I was like, you drugged me. <laughs> You're, you're like you're holding your stomach not good not good yes exactly it's just like oh my god I said no but this it's it's never been like uh unless the plant is poisonous and you can see that the plant is poisonous you know by reading about it and and um and and what you mostly will get is just like a bad stomach ache but if the plant is poisonous it's like it that's the problem when you could be have like a liver failure or something a little bit more damaging to the body so so but it's it's important to always be like know what you're doing and you know that and i love that we have so much technology in our phones so i have like three or four uh, four applications of like plant identification and uh so i i i go around and i identify plants and i 
and I and I sit there and I say like I say can I take you with me and I say oh, okay so I start foraging this plant and I'm like I'm gonna grab you so I'm just walking around the forest like talking to things and myself you know? <laughs> so but in a way it's just kind of like they don't care you know and and I'm being respectful as I'm like you know bringing them with me and and I just don't want to grab and just pull out the plant without just uh you know, just asking permission because we we're all like vibrational creatures, and so are plants. So, so what? Uh, it's important to have respect to nature, as you know, you can just like take it. Absolutely, and I actually I have an herbalist friend in the U.S. and she was on this podcast. Uh, I think maybe two seasons ago, and she said mm. the exact same thing. You know, just about having the respect for the power of the plants, and you always ask yes. permission before you take anything. And and she was mm. like, you know, and sometimes the answer is no, that the plant isn't yes. ready to be to be taken, and and you respect that, and you move on, and you ask another plant. And I love that too because it's it's it allows us to be in this acknowledgement space that it's not about us and our ego. Like we're not the only ones <laughs> yes, and we yes. all exist together. Um, so I think that's like such a cool way to, to be in relationship with plants is to talk to them. And I agree. I think some people maybe are like, that's weird, <laughs> but exactly. it's not weird at all. When you think about, yeah, the vibrational frequency of all of us in the universe, plants, animals, humans, whales, everything. Exactly. We have a cabin in uh, in Kragro area, and uh, and it's like it's a beautiful land, and it's like surrounded by uh, plants, and it's like huge patches of ling flower, like all over. That's where like one of our 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 brews is actually completely foraged from uh, everything around our, our, our cabin. We have a uh, uh, juniper bushes and lots of beautiful like meadows with uh with um um uh ling flower everywhere like in the summer everything is like purple and it smells so beautiful it's like so much beautiful energy and and i love like i have this little like i call it hilltopia it's like a little mountain that where i just i go and i bring my crystals and like my make my own like little like meditation like teepee and and i sit down and i meditate there and and I, I see Take like, me with you. Know, you. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's such a beautiful place. And, and that's where I started getting more connection and listening to the plants because there's this big like a patch of like Ling. And I just kind of like, you know, uh, I, I, I listen to like, you know, just like what's, um, what's uh, the vibration. They don't like talk to me, say like, take me with you, you know, <laughs> but it's just kind of like, you know, I'm here and I'm here. And, and, and it's just kind of like this, this, uh, like this kind of like in an energetic level, I guess, uh, and during meditation. And I just feel like, I just feel like my intuition tells me that, you know, this is it, this plant is good to take with me. And, and um, so we have foraged a lot of uh, plant, uh, like uh, pine cones and ling flowers and juniper bush there. And uh, it's surrounded also like the pathway is like full of like wild blueberries everywhere. Mm. So we did, we did forage, like I always make like grab some and I make jams and I make pancakes, but just like, you know, a little bunch. But when we were like foraging for like one of our brews, I was like, we foraged like five, uh, three kilos. And I said, 
no more. It's like my hands were purple and there was like blueberry everywhere. So I would, some things are better to like, you know, leave to the professionals. (laughs) So, and, and that's where I just kind of like getting so much in tune with nature. And every time, like more, I just want to be out more and going uh, um, in, in, into walks and, and, and go exploring different uh, parts of uh, Norway that has so many, like, uh, uh, so many different like flowers and herbs that is just kind of like native to here. So I'm, I'm really like happy to be in a place that is so abundant because I come from the desert, like I'm from Mexico in, uh, in I'm from the Sonoran uh, desert. So everything, everybody thinks like the desert doesn't have anything, but it has so much beautiful plants and, 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 and things that grow there are just, it just, it looks dry, but that's the color of, uh, of the plant as is. But uh, there is, uh, we have a lot of like uh, medicinal herbs as well, like in, in the desert. And uh, a lot of mesquite and uh, but uh, but here in Norway, it's just like the nature is so abundant. It's mm. just crazy. And I'm like, I understand why Norwegians love to go patur, you know, and, and it's just kind of it's so many things. Whatever you turn, there's something growing. And it's just really uh, it's it's amazing. That part. Yeah, it is so beautiful and so I can imagine for you and what you're doing with Empress, it almost is two things. I bet it kind of just keeps fueling that inspiration of like, what next, what next, what next? (laughs) But then also like keeping, keeping what you're doing really unique, Um, which from a branding perspective is something that's really special. And, and I agree too, in the kombucha industry, you know, it's like last time I was in the U.S., um, you know, I love to go to Whole Foods because it's like a utopia of selection yes. of anything. <laughs> you know, there's a whole like aisle just of the different hummuses you can buy. And then there's like a whole aisle of just like the kombuchas you can buy. And so I always try a few different kombuchas and and some of them I like and some of them I'm like, eh, pass. It's a little flat tasting. Um, mm. you know, where there's just not the flavor is just kind of like washed out a little bit, if yeah. that kind of makes sense. Like it's not vibrant. Um, and so I, I can imagine for you guys and your, your business, I can tell is very driven by your passion and mm. about the quality of what you're creating. And so when you're able to be like, oh my God, we're in Norway and there's like so many things that we can play around with and coming from the nature and like, okay, well, let's try this or let's try that. And then and then you're like, oh, that didn't work. Okay, well, what about this? There's always something new that you can kind of play around with. And um, I bet that's a lot of fun. Yes. And there's always like room for experiments. Like I wish I'd like have more time to experiment it. Uh, and uh, because there, there's even though like what we make now, we have like solid flavors. And this is like and we cannot have like, you know, 10 different flavors and then uh, 10 uh, different wines. And so it's just kind of like, we need to be selective, but still that doesn't take the fact that we still can experiment and, uh, and see like, maybe this is something for later or, and, and also keep that creative, like creativity kind of flowing in that way. Because uh, if we just say like, okay, this is it, you know, we have, this is our flavors that we have and this is with this is the production that we will do each year so that everything becomes box because everything is already made you know these are the ingredients that we use and da, 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 da. but um 
when I keep on exploring and finding new like inspiration and new new ways that we can uh, utilize what we have here with but we 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 usually like do like a mix of cultures because basically like Norway you know everything uh, that grows here it's uh, it's either like fruits of like berries and some uh, a lot of apples and and a lot of vegetables but um, there's a, you don't get so many like uh, the like well coming from like Mexico where you're like used to very like luscious fruits and tropicals mm -hmm. and so sometimes you miss that you know and you want to and but. I think like we infuse kind of like our culture as well. Like I'm, uh, I I want to introduce people to like you know my culture and the like uh, a world culture and 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 but with still like combining with Norwegian. So it's kind of like this fusion of ingredients and flavors and something, but still kind of like keep the essence of like a Norwegian kind of like uh, uh, ground and. And I think like um, that that really is important for us, kind of like as a brand. So we will still experiment and we'll still find things that we buy from abroad, but still kind of like find a way that we have like a sustainability that we use what we have here, but we still kind of like in make some sort of a fusion. And I think it's important that for to to teach people new things, you know, and sometimes they're used to like, okay, well, this is very Norwegian and Scandinavian. It's like, but why if we bring some crazy herbs from like Asia and that's they're used for Ayurveda? Like I use Kotukola in our in uh oh, awesome. in our in in our ginger because it's like a very uh it's 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 a it's a it's a herb that you use in traditional Chinese medicine and also in Ayurveda, you know, mm -hmm. they probably know this herb. And it's a uh, and it's a herb that it it's it like encourages like a it's a cognitive herb, but also yep. it's quite like a it's quite calming to the body, even though like your your mind is awake, but it also kind of like it balances your 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 awareness. So you're not like in shock. So it's just kind of like you are more calm and it calms the body, but your mind is like more focused. So I I I like it a lot because it's it kind of like I, I drink it every day, like for tea. I mix it together with my yerba mate and, uh, and, uh, or like, uh, or just drink it alone uh, together with like lemon balm. Like lemon balm is kind of like my, my favorite uh, herb that I use kind of like as a driver, like a main herb. And then I just build with like lemon balm because it's calming. It also has this like nice, like, um, uh, like uh, uh, sustiness to it. Mm -hmm. And I cannot be drinking coffee all day because I'd be like, oh, you know so like hyped up but uh but uh, i used i i used a lot of different types of herbs and I, I i i think it's important and i think as a future like i really want to teach people like through our brand about herbs and about like you know making your own designs and 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 what are the contents of what we use so like why does it mean for you like and people understand more that there's so much in like uh in it is there's so much to learn about like the natural healing uh, of powers of plants that we can introduce to ourselves like daily like i like tonics you know this is a tonic that you drink every day and then like it nourishes your body and it nourishes your mind so it's important to get back and stop using so much medicine you know i have a headache paraset everything is mm. paraset for everything here. oh my god <laughs> yes 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 there i mean 
come on, people, what did we do before Paraset? Oh, plant medicine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, are you still making, now I'm totally blanking on the name. Um, oh my God, it was so delicious. You were, you were selling some of it at the Atman Yoga Festival last year and I got a bottle. Yes. Jamu. Are you still making that? Uh, we are going to make it. It is in the pi- pipeline. Uh, and this is, uh, it's really good. It's, I, it's super, uh, actually, like we started to stop making it because it was a bit messy. Yeah. So, and then like try, it's like so much mess. And, 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 the, and the kitchen was quite small, but now we have a lot of bigger kitchen where I can make a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's such a healing uh, uh, a drink. It's, um, it's made with, uh, with ginger and turmeric. And, uh, and I also add tamarind. Tamarind is very good for like your digestical system. So it like helps to balance the, 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 the stomach. So, so yes, we, it is on the pipeline. It's together, oh, like together good. with a, a bigger tonic. So I actually mix two of the vinegar tonics, like the jam and the fire cider together. It's just, oh. So we are making some tonics in the, in the pipeline for the future. It's kind of like, they're not like, they're not, they're more like concentrated drinks that you can dilute by like, you know, adding water or like adding sparkling or, or something, or even adding more, like adding some kombucha to it. And they just like drink it as every day as a tonic. But yes, I am still, I'm actually going to make some for the Jamu festival. I mean, for the Atman uh, festival. <gasps> Yay. Uh, I'm so glad. I, I literally, it's stuck with me and I think about it occasionally and I'm like, Oh my God, I want some more of that because it was, you should tell um, me it's a, and I make you a small batch. Oh, okay. Well, well I'll, I'll let you know about that. Cause it was, it was so good. And it really inspired me to get back into, um, uh, juicing turmeric and, and doing turmeric shots every day. However, yes. I, it's so hard because the turmeric is so small here that we get in the store. Yes. And it literally, it, it takes me like an hour to just peel the turmeric. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. I have like a kilo here. Okay. And then I do it and I'm like, oh, I got one shot. <laughs> for all What that. you can do actually is we, we actually brush the turmeric. We don't peel it because there's so much properties on the, on the, on the, on the peel. So it's just, you, you, you take so much of it as well when you cut it off. Yeah. So just like brush really well and then just work it with it as is. Okay, well, I'll try that then. Yeah, you can soak it for a little bit and then just leave it like soaking for like 20 minutes or half an hour. And then it helps to kind of like loosen up the dirt or whatever it is. And when you brush it, it's like, poof, everything is clean. Oh, okay. I'm going to try that because it was like so you know, in the U S we can find like big roots and then you're like, Oh, it takes me two minutes to like peel this. And it's not a yeah. problem. Um, but you had really inspired me to try that again. And so <laughs> I tried for about a week and then I was like, yeah, this is too much work. <laughs> so I'll yeah, try. that is something that is really important for us. Like I really want to like, uh, I love, you know, like folk medicine from around the world. Like, uh, that's kind of like our, our beet kombucha was inspired on beet kvass. And from like uh, from Russia and like a uh, uh, um, uh, Poland, and this is kind of like it's it's bitkvas is kind of like a fermented uh, uh, drink made out of beet. So it's kind of like a beet sour beet sauerkraut ish like drink. So um, it's salty, isn't it? Yes, yeah. because it's uh, it's lacto fermented, so it's uh, it's very salty. But uh, it kind of like with the sweetness of the beets, kind of like balances that. But we like in our beet, we put like, you know, beetroot and we add Himalayan salt 
and then also of course turmeric because well, I wanted to make something that was like really like healthy for the body and like also like energetic so I actually with the beetroot I I use it a lot for uh well before when I used to go to yoga <laughs> doing it before whatever before I went like to do hot yoga and uh and just like gives like a lot of energy because the beet also like besides having all these properties with iron and uh mm. and it's uh it also it's it helps to create more um a blood flow to your body and oxygenizes the blood so then you get like you know more stamina in your body so that's kind of like my to go to drink when I need to kind of like energize Mm. that's amazing like it's that everything is so well thought out and like that there you have an answer for everything like every ingredient <laughs> is so specific which I love as opposed to it just being like oh let's make a kombucha that's lime flavored <laughs> exactly exactly no it, it I love that also like it has to have a purpose like uh like why do we put this like it because it combines like the like the, the combination of all these ingredients like it's going to be nourishing but also but like uplift and give you this uh like more like energy or like calming or just kind of like soothing for 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 your body and the self yeah so as we kind of wrap up here i guess my question is what's next for empress what do you guys have you know, Corona and the last year has been so nutty in terms of, of a lot of small businesses, but you guys are going strong. And what's 2021 going to bring? Um, well, Corona was, uh, it's, it's actually, you know, I, it's, it's, it was really good for us. You know, a lot of businesses were closed and it's just been really frustrating with like restaurants and, and bars and like the whole industry has suffered so much. And, uh, but we we would just kind of number one we we decided to go like full on delivery. So we we always did little deliveries here and there, but we just kind of like really went full on and like delivering from door to door, and uh, and that really helped us to also be in connection with our customers, and also you know how are you doing? You know how's the lockdown for you? We just kind of like sit like two meters apart, you know. It's just like I'm just gonna drop the box here and then just move back, you know, and. And just like being connected and also seeing people like how were they doing and mentally as well, like being able to talk to somebody. And um, and uh, and we grew a lot as a business because also, you know, there was a non-alcoholic prohibition. So then people were looking like, what else can I have? And and with our uh, during Corona, we started like, you know, having a kombucha and then we introduced kimchi because we were like, how we can help people, you know, we we need more probiotics and and we have like our kombucha and then we we started making vegan kimchi and it just completely took off. Like it's we've had like great response with it. So so um, then uh, then then we we had our moon brew. I remember that I had it I for like so good and and we wanted to have like this we wine style like last december we just kind of like introduced kind of like a kombucha in a wine level but during uh during that like um last year we just kind of like started really like mo moving more into fermentation and really like focusing more on like experiments so our moon brew evolved and and we say like you know i we were before like a kombucha brewery, but we have kind of like moved into more like a non-alcoholic brewery because we want to focus on uh, on on creating um, 
creating like a better alternatives for people to have um, for as an alcoholic. It's just like kombucha, it's, it's, it's great because it hits a lot of like different nuances that you find with the acidity and, and the flavor of wine. But, um, but I wanted to kind of like, we wanted to, to, to kind of like create something more advanced. And this is kind of like a, a huge, diff, like a ball game. It's like how we build our, our kind of like wine styles and we, we treat them as like, as a wine, like some process, like we, we take like different steps of how we treat the ingredients and how we blend them in together. So we really are like focusing on that. Like how can we make kind of like a better wine? So like kind of like wine proxies mm. and, uh, and, and there's like tonics and there's like teas. And so there's all these things that I want to introduce because people love whenever I make drinks, I always like garnish with flowers and they're like, where can I buy flowers? I'm like, well, I get my flowers from abroad. So I really would like to give people the opportunity to kind of like have their own like uh, uh, flowers and uh, to to use for like its healing properties and also make themselves some pretty drinks. Yes, so, that's an amazing idea. So almost like a yeah. kit where they can take the kombucha and take the garnishes and take it home and like yes. recreate. And we make our own syrups and exactly and like. Uh, so we, and it's still like, you know, we are kind of like a lockdown kind of life. So it's still like, what is the future? Like, because now all I've been doing is just like everything digital. And I send out like a, um, a kids and then we do digital tastings because, you know, still it's out of like safety, number one. And, and, and still it's a bit uncertain. So I think we will focus on, on a, a lot of our business locally but uh 2021 has uh, has we created a lot of fuss even though like we don't have like a, a big brand still like presence yet but we've been uh working collaborating with uh, oslo brewing company which has really kind of like opened up uh, for the for our like a whole new spectrum of uh of of clients and during during the the winter like our wines they were just off the hook. We sold every single bottle we created. Like it was crazy. Like December was uh, really good for us. And uh, and and this collaboration that we've done is like we've been doing exports as well. So now it's like we will be focusing on 2021 on exports and uh, and creating like uh, a more like sustainable uh, brewing system because we separated uh, the brew the brewery from the kitchen. So now we left more room for us to create more volume and, uh, and, and we're getting more equipment. So then it's kind of like we, we just kind of like planning of growing and, um, and, and hopefully like uh, be able to export more and getting people to know like what Norway is doing because the non-alcoholic industry is growing so much. But it's everywhere, you know, US and Australia and like uh, Berlin and London and the UK. And, uh, and we want to represent Norway, say like, hey, Norway, and the regions are also making, well, Norway, because we are like half Norwegian, half Mexican, uh, um, making a big bus in, in the country. And, and we want to, to show that, that we are also Norway is making like high quality non-alcoholics. 
That's awesome. Oh, well, I want to thank you so much for joining me. And it's so lovely to see you and talk to you. And um, yeah, you guys are just doing really awesome things. And I'm always just so impressed and inspired. And yeah, I can't wait to see you in okay. person. Yes, <laughs> be able to hug. Seriously, I miss giving hugs. I'm always tugging Krista and just kind of like slugging him. But it's like, I really miss like, the hugging part because when we we like we see friends we're like hi and it's so awkward like yeah should we hug should we uh, uh, uh you know and I just miss that because I I love just hugging people and feeling that energy you know that you get when you are connected but ah uh, this was a uh, really nice thank you so much for having me and you are so us as empress and <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll say hi to Krister and uh, we'll be I'll in touch that. yes we will and. Keep in the keep it posted. Like I would love to. Like I'll make your batch of like jamu, and I will like send it up that. for you. I would love that. Now that you are you you have moved the uh, to to the mountains. Yeah, the mountains. we're in Hempstead all, but I'm in Oslo a few times a month. Yeah. So next time then we just like pair each other. Yeah, that sounds terrific. We'll have a great rest of your day, and um, yes. thank you so much. <laughs> Likewise. Bye. Thank you.